You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 84 of the PharmD Money Podcast. My name is Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. One of a number of common questions I get from clients of mine and prospective clients of mine, specifically as we're going through the evaluation phase of our relationship, is how many investments should I actually be holding inside my investment portfolio? And I think this question is becoming more and more it's being brought up more and more because of the fact that many people are finding that they are holding 15, 20, 25, and sometimes 30 different positions inside their investment portfolios. And they wonder if that's actually something that needs to be done, considering that a lot of mutual fund and ETF investments have such broad diversification within each of those individual investments already. And I have seen this go a number of different ways in my experience in this industry. I have seen some people pound the table and say, you need one mutual fund, just a broad-based mutual fund, and that's good enough. And I have seen other people who go, you know what, you need a lot of different investments because you need to make sure that you're properly diversified within all those different pockets or segments you want to be in over the course of a true economic cycle. The fact of the matter is most of the time when advice like that is given, it's because there's a financial interest from the person making that recommendation for you to do just that. So in this podcast episode, I want to break it down and tell you what I think about this topic and how many investments should be held inside of an investment account. And I'm not talking about which investments. I'm just saying about the number of investments, the number of funds, or the number of ETFs that should be inside an account depending on what you're trying to accomplish. So the first thing I want to point out is usually the more investments you have inside of an investment account, the more diversification you can get. However, when it comes to diversification, the value of adding an additional investment or an additional fund or ETF incrementally decreases from a diversification standpoint. That means if you have 10 ETFs in your portfolio and you add an 11th, that 11th doesn't create as much diversification as adding the second, third, or fourth ETF in that portfolio. So incrementally, the value you receive by adding more investments inside your portfolio decreases from a diversification standpoint. However, diversification is important. So if you have just the S&P 500 index fund, you're gonna hold that for the next 30 years, That's great, but you have to understand how undiversified you are from a totality standpoint when it comes to overall investment markets, when you look at all the other areas you could invest in. And one of the important things about making sure you have enough diversification is because it does give you access to all those different investment sectors. And not only does it give you access to those different investment sectors like communication and real estate and large cap and small cap and all the other things you could think of in that regard, but it also gives you access or availability to different investment styles. So there are people who just want to index and put their money in something cheap and make sure that it's all connected to the broad-based American investment markets like the S&P 500, and that's great. 
There are other people who have shown propensity to want to take advantage of inconsistencies or not inconsistencies, but inefficiencies in the market and invest their money based off of that. So now you're looking at maybe a value investor or a momentum investor. And is one better than the other? To be honest, I think it moves in cycles where over the last 10, 8 to 10 years, uh, those indexers have gotten incredible performance based off of the cheap cost of those investments because they rode the wave of all the economic backwind that has pushed markets up leading up to 2022. And now we could be in position where things have changed dramatically because the Federal Reserve is in a different space. They're doing different things. Interest rates are a lot higher. And maybe we don't expect to have that same type of push economically that we had the last 10 years. So we have to be more proactive with how we manage our investment portfolios in order to get the type of returns we're looking for. I mean, if we go back to 2000, go to 2010, just investing in the S&P 500 could have been absolutely detrimental for a lot of retirees because you didn't see year over year the type of growth that you would have wanted. But from 2010 to 2022, you saw tremendous growth. So is there a right way or a wrong way? No. And that's why I'm making sure that you have enough diversification within investment sectors and investment styles is extremely important because we don't know what the next 5, 10, 15 years is going to bring from a performance standpoint. Um, that leads me to another point, which is don't get hung up on past results when making decisions about your future. So you can look at any certain piece of literature or disclosure when it comes to investment performance and investment markets, and it's spot on when it says that Historical results should not influence future decisions because historical results have no bearing on what the future is going to be from an output standpoint. So you could have a great return for 10 years in X investment, and that doesn't guarantee that you're going to get that type of performance in year 11, 12, 13 moving forward. That gets really, really tough for a lot of people, specifically those who are very cost conscious and who have had tremendous performance in low-cost index funds that have been heavily tilted toward the S&P 500 over the last 10 years, and those who have just bought in the broad-based general bond market over the last 10 years as well. Because there has not been a lot of headwinds that have knocked those positions down compared to alternatives from a performance standpoint. So not only were you probably getting a high level of performance from a rate of return standpoint, but you are doing it in a very low cost, very passive, easy investment style, which is phenomenal. But that doesn't mean that's going to continue on for the future if we reach another point in our economy where the cycles change and investment styles need to change with it. So again, that all needs to be understood and it all needs to be calculated when it comes to determine how many investments you need to have in your portfolio the last thing you want is to have one or two investments and then miss out on a bunch of other opportunities that have been stagnant for the last five to 10 years that are going to lead the way from a performance standpoint just because you don't want that extra complexity and you don't want to add those extra couple funds to your portfolio because you feel good about only holding two or three. And on the flip side of that, again, you don't want to load up and end up with 15, 20, 25 different ETFs or mutual funds in a portfolio even though it's recommended at a lot of big investment firms around the country that you do exactly that. So there is a middle ground to it all. And the last thing I want to point out, which is a big driver for this decision, and then I'll tell you what I think, is cost. 
And usually the more passive you are and the least the lesser amount of index funds you hold in general usually result in a lower ongoing cost to the investor, which is extremely important when you look at the long term because that cost adds up and it compounds against you over time. And the other side of it is complexity equals job security for a lot of big investment firms that are recommending you hold 15, 20, 25, 30 different investments inside a portfolio, even though they know that it's not doing the type of diversification they want you or want you to lead to believe. But because they have all those different funds, they can come back and say, look at all the work we're doing and all the complex investment management we're performing on your behalf. We are worth the 1% or the 1.5% that you're paying us to manage this portfolio. So cost goes a long way in the decision-making process on how many investments you actually need in your portfolio to get done what you're looking to get done. And that leads me to the final chapter of this conversation. That is what my recommendation is. I truly believe that you can build out a great portfolio anywhere between 5 and probably 11 maybe 12 if you're reaching a little bit, investments. Now, it could be mutual funds, it could be ETFs, or it could be whatever else. And the reason I like that 5 to 12 range is because I think it gives you enough opportunity to become invested in those different investment sectors and through those different investment styles while also holding some of the more traditional index investment opportunities that people have been accustomed to over the last 10 years. So now, regardless of what happens, you're diversified enough you get exposure to a lot of those different pockets within our economy, both in America and globally. So I think global is going to do really, really well comparatively to just um, American investments over the next five years. But I could be completely wrong. That's just my own personal opinion. But having access to all that is going to allow you to have a very rounded out portfolio that you're going to benefit from as long as the risk you're taking inside that portfolio matches what your tolerance is. So if you open your statement and you see that you have one to two investments, great. If it's accomplishing what you want to accomplish, you rip open your investment statement and you see you're holding 25 to 30 different mutual funds and ETFs because your advisor claims that's what you need. It could be them leading you to the type of complexity that allows them to keep their job security from a value standpoint. Again, I don't know what situation you're in, so don't take my word for it. This is just my personal preference and my experience. But if you find yourself diversified really, really well, you find yourself having a portfolio that meets your needs and it's doing what you expect it to do over a long period of time, and you're doing that with five to 12 different type of investments, I think you're on the right track. But most importantly, and ultimately, it comes down to what your planning needs are, which will drive those investment decisions. And if your planning needs have you at one mutual fund or 20 ETFs and you're comfortable with that and you understand why behind it, I think that's good enough as well. So that is my opinion, and that's where I see the number of investments inside a portfolio going from an investment management standpoint, as long as it meets your needs and it's being driven by a bigger plan and a bigger goal and a bigger vision outside of that, I think you're on the right track regardless. Just make sure you're diversified, you're doing it at a reasonable cost, and you're keeping an eye on those investments and you're not loading up on it just because somebody else is telling you you have to for their job security. If there's any other questions like this or topics like this that you'd like me to hit, feel free to email podcast at farmdfp.com with any of your questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. 
If you want to learn more about FarmD financial planning, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com or shoot me an email, Derek at farmdfp.com. I'd be happy to chat if you need to. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.